if you uh, have access to the scriptures, I would uh, invite you to uh, turn to the first chapter of the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah, of course, is one that uh, automatically automatically we think, oh, okay, it's, uh, it's a book of leadership, but actually it's much more than that. Uh, that's actually kind of a sub-theme uh, in the book of Nehemiah. The the real theme overall, like like a lot of the Old Testament, by the way, is uh, seeing how a great sovereign God works through uh, people, uh, common people, um, uh, people who are willing to be used. And and uh, I think if, if we if we try to look at the or interpret the Old Testament uh, theocentrically. Um, it, it will open itself up greater to us to realize it's not just a, a, a compendium of, of uh, biographical um, stories or uh, Aesop's fables type stories. It's, it's seeing how a great sovereign God works uh, through people like you and, and, and my, uh, myself. And, um, uh, but there's something about the book of Nehemiah that maybe we don't think about, and that is what a great man of prayer he was. There are approximately 11 prayers that are identified within the book of Nehemiah. Some are very short, uh, others are slightly extended, and uh, we're, we obviously don't have the time uh, within the scope of, of this, this uh, prayer meeting to look at all, all of them, so I'm going to focus on one, which is in the very first chapter, and uh, so I want to read the passage to you, and then I want to talk about it in uh, in the time that we have here uh, together. So if you're there, chapter one will begin in verse four, where it says, so it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. And I said, I pray, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments. Please let your ear be attentive and your eyes open that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you now, day and night, for the children of Israel, your servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against you, both my father's house and I have sinned. We have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments, the statutes, nor the ordinances which you commanded your servant Moses. Remember, I pray, the word that you commanded your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though some of you were cast out to the farthest part of the heavens, yet I will gather them from there and bring them to the place which I have chosen as a dwelling place for my name. Now these are your servants and your people whom you have redeemed by your great power and by your strong hand. O oh Lord, I pray, please let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name and let your servant prosper this day, I pray, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man for I was the king's cupbearer. Now, there's a lot, there is a lot in that prayer that we could uh, flesh out that we don't have time to uh, this afternoon. But I want to, before I want to, I want to share with you uh, five characteristics 
uh, of that prayer real quick, but there's two kind of overarching principles that run through Nehemiah regarding um, his prayer and, and the prayers that he will uh, so often um, employ as he's doing this great task before the Lord. And there's two principles. Number one is that true believers and especially leaders bathe everything in prayer. And I think that's, that's uh, something that we see not only in Nehemiah, but throughout the scriptures. True believers and especially leaders bathe everything in prayer. And then the second principle that I think is very important for all of us, and that is prayer should never be a last resort, but rather our first resource. Uh, in other words, we shouldn't wait till we get in trouble or there are difficulties or there are things that, that come up in our life. And then we decide to uh, intensify our prayer life. Uh, I think the intensity of our prayer life should be there uh, as, a, as a first uh, resort. Uh, and it certainly was for Nehemiah. He didn't wait till he got into an emergency situation. It, he always prayed beforehand, not after the fact. And I think that's a, a very interesting uh, concept. And I, and I hope that we would do the same. Um, but let, let me just give you these characteristics real quick. First of all, we notice in verse four that he was broken in spirit. You notice it says that he wept, he mourned, and he fasted. And you know, it's very interesting, folks, that uh, sometimes God must break us before he can truly use us. And, uh, and, and, and we don't like that idea. We, we kind of um, cringe or, or we, we, we recoil from that thought. But it's very true. And I think many who have been in ministry many years can attest to that fact that sometimes God has to, to break us personally uh, in our lives and, and spiritually uh, as well before he can use us. In fact, there's a quote, um, and I don't know if I have it exact, but A.W. Tozier says something very similar to that. He, will, he says, before God can use a man, he has to break him. Uh, or hurt him is that I think the word he uses. Now that seems harsh and cold, but again I think it's very true. And many of you probably again could testify to that fact. The second thing we see as a characteristic of his prayer is the adoration of God. And in that verse five, he talks about the fact that God is, and he uses uh, a word, uh, at least in in my translation here, that he was uh, awesome. I know that word has become somewhat cliche, unfortunately, but we need to consider and ponder when we pray uh, that we're praying to a very awesome and good God. Um, and uh, one of the things that I would challenge all of us, and I challenge myself, in fact, I've, I've challenged my folks in our church over the years, and that's this, is maybe at times uh, in your own personal prayer life, take the time to pray uh, a prayer uh, to God, just telling him how wonderful and awesome uh, he is, how much you love him, without asking him for anything. Um, now, that's a challenge. Um, now, again, don't get me wrong this afternoon. I'm not saying that we, we shouldn't petition God for things. In fact, we'll see that Nehemiah does that. But I think a good exercise in our prayer life is to simply commune with God at times and just say, Lord, I love you. I just want to spend this entire time of prayer telling you how great you are, how wonderful you are, how much I love you. And uh, just, just 
do that. And I think that's a good exercise for us every once in a while. Anyway, an adoration of God, that's, that's a part of our prayers. Uh, confession of sin uh, in verses six and seven. And he's very transparent here, isn't he? He talks about the, the sins that uh, he and his forefathers are guilty of. Uh, he's not trying to hide anything. And again, I would say this is that um, confession of sin needs to be a part of our personal prayer on a daily basis. Because as we all know, we fall short of God's glory each and every day. And so confession of sin is a, is a very important part of, uh, as, as the saying goes, you know, keeping those short accounts with the Lord. I think that's important. And I think uh, we need to make sure uh, that we're doing that. Uh, let's see. Number four is a, he offers a plea to God in verses eight and nine. And it's very interesting. He's, he, in essence, Nehemiah is praying God's word back to him. Uh, in other words, what he is um, reminding the Lord, and, and I use that word carefully, um, but he's saying, Lord, you have told us that um, if we obey, or excuse me, if, you, if, if we disobey your word, there's going to be a curse and there's going to be judgment. And that's exactly what had happened. Uh, in by this time in the history of Israel. And then he says, but Lord, you also said that if we will obey your commandments and your statutes and your precepts and so forth, that you will bless us. And Lord, uh, I'm here pleading with you that this take place with our people if we turn back to you. You know, again, uh, one, one good uh, exercise in our prayers, and I know some of you probably already do this, is praying God's word back to him. And uh, some of the Psalms are very good for that. Uh, and I think, honestly, uh, dear ones, the Lord loves to hear his word prayed back to him. And that's, that's what Nehemiah was doing here in this plea in verses six and seven. And then lastly, um, there is a petition to God. And in essence, he says, Lord, uh, please remember uh, your redeemed people. Lord, keep us in mind. Lord, keep us in the thoughts that you have to bless us. Lord, your redeemed people. Uh, Lord, please uh, do this. And, and, and he prays, and this is interesting, isn't it? He prays for himself. Sometimes maybe we're a little bit uh, um, reluctant to pray for ourselves. Uh, and certainly uh, we should not pray to the Lord in, in any, any selfish manner. But we do find through these prayers in Nehemiah that he does pray for himself. He says, Lord, remember your servant. And he was referencing himself uh, and saying, Lord, just be mindful of me. Lord, hear, uh, Lord, and help us as we go about this great task. And so I think those are five characteristics of Nehemiah's prayer that often should be in our prayers as well. And so uh, I think this is a, a man that we can certainly uh, learn leadership. Uh, we can certainly learn wisdom, but I would challenge you maybe to go back on your own and do a study on the prayers of Nehemiah. I think you'll, your heart would be encouraged uh, and your mind would be uh, enlightened by uh, just uh, what a man of prayer he really was. And again, I think that's why he was such a, a success before the Lord uh, is because prayer for him was a priority. And so I hope that will encourage your heart today. Again, I enjoy being with brothers and sisters in Christ who love the Lord and uh, who are 
uh, men and women of prayer. And uh, so may the Lord bless you.